Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Hughes 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Hughes 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. So Betsy, you did an interview for some website, I right? did do it, yes, from the Mackin website. It's very, uh, very prestigious. It goes to many, many teachers, yes. And they asked you about your books. They and did. They your... did nice stuff with that. It was cool. And then at cool. the very end, they ask you the best way for readers to connect with you uh-huh. or to follow you on social media. Uh-huh. And you put in your, your Instagram handle and your Twitter handle and uh-huh. your website and your blog. And then... I'm just going to read the, you don't have to do that. the end of it's this cool. you don't have where to. it says, and I'm quoting you, I'm assuming, because this um, sounds like it's from you. And if you'd well, like uh, to hear the melodious strains of my vocal that, modulations, that does sound like me. I have a nearly weekly podcast with my sister at Fuse 8 and Kate. See, there you go. There you go. That's good. That's good. I mentioned this podcast. That's and, good. And oh. a slightly less frequent but more professional podcast if, if that I host called Story Seeds. Yeah, the way you read that, you'd think it was in bold. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. And underlined, more professional. Um, so I'm just going to make fart night noises <laughs> for the entire podcast. Yes. And talk about fair. butts. Just, to be fair, we do talk about butts a fair bit. Damn it. <laughs> This is the less. Sorry. This is the less professional one. Yes, fine, fine. I just (laughs) meant that I don't put it together and you don't put it together. That's all I meant by that. I Uh, put it together. No, the other one. We don't have to put that one together. What do we do? No, we we don't. (laughs) No, we don't, madam. We do not do that. We do not. We do not. Talk about butts. Yes, but no, not (laughs) solely about butts. (laughs) Now, like, racking my brain to see if today's book is going to have a butt in it. I'm pretty sure it does not. Though, knowing you, you'll find one. Oh, I'll find one. (sighs) Fine. (laughs) No, what we actually do on this very professional, professional podcast by professional professional people listened to by professional people in professions. Yep. Is we read picture books uh, and decide if they're classics or not. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what we do. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> on this very professional podcast of ours. Eh. <laughs> and today, uh, you know, I'm kind of grateful for today's book because there are very few words. In fact, I'm a little concerned um, that I will not finish recording the uh, the behind the scenes bit while you're out of the room because this is um, this is maybe this brevity. Is the name of the game it's on the this shortest one. book we've ever done? It's not short in terms of page length, but in terms of word count, this may be... Though, have we done wordless? We've done wordless. Yeah. Okay, so this this would be beaten by the wordless, but barely. I'm just going to say Tuesday, very barely beat this one. So I'm going to pull it out right now. Ooh. Yo. Yes? That is correct. Kind of like Go Dog... Go, wait, what was, how it do you was pronounce go, it? It was go, dog. Go! go! Yeah, yeah, that's right, because that's how you... Pre- yes, you're right. I guess 
I've never really pronounced the question mark correctly on this one. Well, how do you say it? I just always would say, yo, yes. But you're right. It would be, that would, yo. That's two exclamation points. Yes? Yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> you're right. There's a real... It doesn't look like they have a question on the cover, but it is, in fact, with a question mark, so... Yeah. Yes? So what is Chris Rashka... Rashka! Rashka thinking? What do you mean? About what? Like, right now? Probably why why is Why is there an exclamation point and then a question mark as the title? Oh, you will see, my friend. You will see. So go read that book! Oh, okay. All right. While Kate does her read, let's get a little information on Yo. Yes? Uh, which is by Chris Roshka. The whole reason I wanted to do Chris Roshka today is actually because I interviewed him recently on my blog. He's number eight production. Uh, I did it in a post on an upcoming book he has with Alice Faye Duncan. The book is called uh, Yellow Dog Blues. Uh, Chris wrote extensively about his process, really went in deep into... Uh, how he made the art, his reasoning behind different artistic choices. It's very cool. Uh, not, not as forthcoming, I'd say, when it comes to having a website. Chris does not appear to have a website. So coming up with some background information on Chris, that was a little more difficult than I would have liked. Though I did discover, thanks to Mr. Wikipedia, that he did grow up in suburban Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> Which suburb, Chris? Which one? Was it Evanston? Was it? Was it? It probably wasn't. Um, and that he spent part of his childhood in Austria, his mother's homeland. I had no idea about that. Uh, he does live in New York City. I know this because I would sometimes attend New York Times Best Illustrated, uh, you know, breakfasts. There's really another way to describe them. They're basically breakfasts. They give you eggs. And uh, to celebrate their their best of year, the, you know, the year list, he would come. This would be in the middle of Times Square. Thank you very much. And that's where the New York Times building is. And uh, and Chris would, would ride there on his bicycle. And then the whole thing would end, and off Chris would go on his bicycle. Like he hadn't won two Caldecott medals and a Caldecott honor over the years. Yeah! Yo. Hi. No, that's not. Oh. That's not how the book goes. No? I think I think we you need to start all the way over. Oh, okay. And get right from the start. Okay. So. Uh, right. Pe- okay. I'm, oh, okay. okay. I'm ready. All right. Yo. Ah! Oh, perfect. Now that is accurate. That is accurate. Yes. Yes. There you go. No, there even, you go. Even before we jump into the book, yeah. like the side of the book. The, yeah, the, the book flap with the description of the book. Yeah. yeah. It tells you that this is taking place on the street, but I don't agree with that. Interesting. I, so it's, it's making us... I find it fascinating when the publisher makes decisions for the author slash illustrator of their own book. Yeah, it says the story of you and the story of me is the story of life on many a street. Um, but, wait, but, but, wait, wait, sorry, what? But the, sorry, the, what? Fir- the first sentence is two strangers on a street meet. And I don't think they're on a street. I think they're like on a playground or yeah. at school or something. They could easily be at school. Yeah. But yeah, so the story of you and the story of me is the story of life on many a street happening tremendously right this minute. Okay, honestly, now I think Chris did write that <laughs> because that sounds like something he'd write. Well, I disagree um, with him. I don't think this was on a street. <laughs> I don't, you, you go. Sorry, Chris, you have no idea where your own book takes place. I also, to be honest, don't quite understand why this got an honor... Oh, we'll get into it. Let's go. Okay. All right. So already we're getting some sassy hip action. Yeah, uh, I love that hip. It, All the weight is on one 
leg. It's a sassy hip. It's a sassy hip. I know. I know. And it's so boy number one is saying to boy number two, yo. And boy number two, um, which, to be clear, there are two butts in this book. Well, yes, obviously, if there's people, there are going to be butts. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that we were clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, number yeah, of butts yeah, in yeah. this book, mm-hmm. there are there are two. Yes, we are aware okay. of the number of butts. Okay, very good. In the book. Um, and it's, uh, it's typography. Just want to point out typography. Very interesting. Uh, how large the letters, how, how much space they take. I almost wonder if they're painted. Uh, they're quite big. They're quite large. Yeah. And kid number one is saying to kid number two, Hey, and kid number two is like, who? <laughs> yeah. And I definitely get the sense of cool kid, nerdy kid. Right. But we should also be clear. One kid is black and one kid is white as well. Yes. Which does play into it. Yes. Yeah. Kid, kid number one is black. Mm-hmm. Kid number two, the nerdy kid. Yeah, but nerdy kid is just nerdy. Is it, he white, though? I can't... I don't know. I can't figure Who out... Who can tell? Indiscriminate race. Second child. Yeah, which is interesting because I think he could be white. I think he could be Asian. I think he could be Hispanic. He, he could be. His his hair doesn't really... Well, he's got a terrible haircut, and you can't blame the kid for that because, <laughs> and well, and as his... we all know, children have no control over their own and hair. And his outfit is like... An 80-year-old man. Yes, yes. I, okay, so here's my theory. My theory is that he is um, being raised by his grandparents who dress him, and because it's just more convenient, they dress him like the grandfather because that's the clothing they know. So his pants are practically up to his chest. Yes, I mean, and he's got uh, his shirt buttoned all the way up to the yeah, top very of the, Mr. Rogers. his neck. Yeah. Well, he's got a Mr. Rogers sweater. Right, that's what made me think of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's like a mini Rogers. <laughs> yeah. But I do like throughout this book the body language yeah. between the two because even if you didn't have the text, mm-hmm. you'd be able to understand what they're saying. Well, and also you can read this to a room of kids and the kid in the way far, far, far back is going to understand exactly what's happening because the letters are clear and the ex- and the physical expressions are clear. Exactly. Like the kid number one says, you! Like, so there is no question. And he's pointing at him. There's an exclamation and even point. Then, even then, Minnie, Minnie Rogers is like, <laughs> me? He's like, His name is now Minnie me? Rogers. <laughs> and kid number one's like, yes, you. Well, and there's no exclamation point there. Oh, sorry. Yes, you. Maybe. Dun, dun, I'm not dun. getting the face of that, but sure. Okay, yeah. And, and kid number two is like, oh. <laughs> oh. The, the most that they say to each other is two words. What, yeah. What's up? Maybe not, with an apostrophe in there. Not much. Yeah. Not much. Kid number one's like, why? I kind of like how he's saying why, because it looks like he's saying, why? Because of the body language. Because the body lean, language, He's yes. leaning in. He's practically doing that Michael Jackson move where in the in the music video where he's leaned oh, all the way like forward. Oh, doing like the slant thing. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Or like the Tin Man in If I Only Had yeah. a Heart. Yeah, he's exactly. Doing the, the leany thing, yeah. But kid number two is saying, he's not having any fun. And oh. kid number one is like, oh. And then the font color changes and the font size changes. Ooh, when that's the, interesting. When the kids, uh, when kid number two says, Minnie Rogers, no friends. That's interesting. It, why it's red? Yeah, which is and usually it's small. No, usually you consider red like uh, like an angry color in some way. But he's not feeling angry. He's feeling small in some way. Yeah. Also, I'm really distracted by the fact that the first kid appears to have this is this is a circle on his shirt, right? Yeah. It keeps looking like a ball from this distance. I keep thinking he's holding a basketball in his hands, like up to his chest, oh, no, but he's giant, not. That's actually his. It's a giant dot. So it's from the dot. Yeah. Basically, this kid made his dot onto a shirt. <laughs> exactly. And then he went out to play with another kid. Yeah. yeah. 
And so Mr. Rogers says he doesn't have any friends. <laughs> and kid number one finally understands it. He's like, oh! Mr. Rogers is like, yes. This is the state yeah. of the world. But then the red Whoa. font comes back. But it's not a sad color. Why is the color changing on the font? And kid this number is throwing one. throwing me off. He's, kid number one says, look, it's in red, exclamation point. And Mr. Rogers is like, hmm? <laughs> and then... Kid number one says, me. And I love his expression. Like the one hand, like full out. He's pointing at his chest. He's like, there is no mistaking. I think for a kid who was learning the language, honestly, this would be a very helpful book. Because oh, yeah. not only are they saying these words, but they are pointing directly like exactly. you, when Mr. me. Yeah, when Mr. Rogers says you, he's pointing yeah. at kid number one. Probably the easiest book to translate in the world. And then kid number one says, yes, me. Oui, moi. <laughs> And again, Sassy Hip comes back. Oh, yeah, Sassy Hip's back, yeah. When he's, like, asking, well, like, do you want to be friends with me? Now, here's a question. Does this picture mimic, even with both the kids' positions, the beginning of the book where he had the Sassy Hip before? Like, are they in the same positions as that very first shot? It's similar, like... But he's leaning now towards... Okay, so Mr. Rogers is now leaning towards the other kid. And they're much closer on they're the page. They're much closer together. And the background has changed colors The background has point. changed How did color. That I don't even remember and, that happened. And Mr. Rogers is now leaning in towards kid towards number one. Towards kid number one, yeah. Whereas originally he was leaning away. Away, yes. Like he was afraid. So the body language is changing. Yeah. Even as the background changes. Even though the font doesn't seem to know what it wants to do. And is back to black <laughs> for some... Who knows well, what reason. Well, kid number one is asking, well... Like... Do you want to be friends with me? Mm-hmm. Kid number two says, well, period. Well. And then kid number one. Which is not an answer, which is why the first kid is totally confused by this. He doesn't say anything. It's just a question mark yeah. above his head. And kid number, Mr. Rogers, he says, yes. And then kid number one says, yo. And kid number two says, yes. And then at the end, they both go, yow. Yow. That's oh. how you say that. Oh, okay. But. But at no point in this book is the title said inside the book. Uh, Yo, yes. Is the very beginning oh, of the story. Oh, wait. Oh, it's at the very <laughs> beginning. Okay, wait. I was wrong. You're right. It does say yo, yes. With a question mark. Right at the start. Okay. So it, And then yo, yes closes it out. Exactly. But at it, the penultimate pages. But it, instead of it being a question mark for yes, now it's an exclamation it's a, point. It's a statement. Yeah. Of yonus and yesness. Yes, and yowness. Yowness, which is, as we all know, the perfect combination and of yo and we yes. We all know that kids say yow all the time. All the time. It's what oh, the kids, kids are, these uh, days uh, with the yows on the playground. I don't yeah. even know. Or it's, on the street, apparently. And, uh, yeah, uh, apparently they're on the street. Like you do. Because kids are always on, you know, by themselves on the street these days. Right. I just can't walk down the street without being run over by packs <laughs> of wild children. So. But then at the very back of the book, it's got both of them dancing. Oh, that's nice. Which is cute. Because that's very good. Because Mr. Rogers, I didn't know, could do a handstand. So oh, good for him. He's talented. It's it's hard with that sweater covering up his eyes when he has to go over every time. But you know what? He makes it work. <laughs> makes it work with his granny pants and all that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the, basically there's less than 35 words in this book. Um, it did, so as you pointed, so here's the thing about the Caldecott Honor, which you yourself was a little baffled by. I mean, there was a lot of stuff we just went through. There's, you know, for a, it's really hard to make simple books. 
So committees always bear that in mind when mm-hmm. they're rewarding. They're like, okay, I mean, it's really hard to make a book with simple words. It's almost impossible. So he did a pretty good job with that. And there's a lot of things with the typography and the thing and the colors changing and the body language and all that. But here's the other thing. Caldecott committees love Chris Roshka. Like, oh. they love him. This is not his only win. Uh, he won a Caldecott, his first Caldecott award was given for the uh, Hello Goodbye Window, which was, fun fact, written by Norton Juster, who did Phantom Tollbooth. Then he wins in, let's see, I guess he won that one in 2006. Then six years later, he wins for A Ball for Daisy. Again, it gets a medal. Um, And then, of course, this got an honor. Committee's just crazy about him. There's something about his style. I don't know what it is, but people just, not people, librarians just go nutty for them um you know he's a nice guy i will say this um he's he's a great illustrator he's a pretty darn good writer he does interesting books consistently i do not want to hear him give another caldecott speech i don't (laughs) they're real grown up like he brought up a dinner party in the second one and i was like man no i do not want to hear about a dinner party stop it Stab it, no. Give him all the honors you want. Give him honors out the wazoo. Just please don't make him write another speech. Um, oh, uh, I should also say the animated version was done by Weston Woods. It was released in 2000, and it had uh, music by Jerry Dale McFadden and narration by Ryan Williams and Tucker Bliss. Ryan Williams. There you go. I don't even know. I don't know I that is. I was kind of hoping you might know because I don't know. No. The name sounds familiar. That's it's very It sounds like name. Ryan Reynolds, and I think that's where I'm getting confused. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Ratings time. Well, for a simple book, I gave this a 6.5. Yeah. It's, especially because it's helpful for kids to learn body language. Yeah. But then also language itself. For, you know, for someone who might be learning English, I mean, words like, yes. You, me, those are important words to know. Mm-hmm. Um, no friends. I mean, yeah. understanding it in this context, I think that's great for kids to understand and to teach them if someone doesn't have any friends, reach out to them, be their friend. Exactly. Even if there's, I mean, you get a feeling there could be a language barrier here and that's why they're keeping to such simple words. Yeah. Could be. I don't know. Right. That's very sweet. Yeah. Oh, I saw you That's seem to it. imply that that was not your final rating, that that was your, if you were just basing it on how simple it was. Oh, no. And that's that you would have like a, a more complicated. One. But that, that is where you are. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, you know, it's... I feel like we've been dwelling in the sixes a lot lately. Um, but I am also uh, 6.5, as it turns out, on this book for very much the same reasons that you have. I think it's a, just a really good, useful book, but also a fun book to read, good to do in chart in front of a large groups i could do this in front of a large group very easily of a wide range of ages um everything from pre-k up to second grade i think you could do i just don't think it offers enough to boost the rating i would agree i would agree i think it's uh i think it's strong where it sits right there at 6.5 yeah yeah so okay. it's, a, it's a classic. It's a classic. It's a classic. All right. Letters time. Ooh. Okay. First letter comes from Lark. Hey, Lark. Hey, Lark. And Lark was talking about uh, the book we just did, which was Harlem by Walter Dane Myers. And she said, I am dismayed to find out that our library does not have Harlem or the third person, which was my recommendation. Third person is brand new. So there's probably a reason they don't have that one yet. I immediately requested them. Then I went to YouTube. There is a video of the Scholastic audio cassette performed 
Are you ready for this? Uh-huh. By Puff Daddy. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. Um, it must be very old because he doesn't go by Puff Daddy that anymore. That is correct. <laughs> it probably says on it, Puff Daddy. Yeah, no, he's, because P- it's from he's that P. Diddy time. now. So. Yeah, I'm aware of that. But I love that it says Puff Sean Daddy. Sean Diddy Combs. Sean Diddy Combs, yes. Uh, and she says, I think it's well done. So I would... Really, okay. I would really love to see that sometime. I, she did include a YouTube link. I will try to include that in the show notes. And then uh, Gerald, Gerald Connors wrote in. And this was great because he got really interested in Crow Boy. In particular, something that you and I had mentioned. So he said, um, well, first of all, this is a visual for you. So what, he, uh, what I'm holding up for Kate is a picture of an audio cassette tape of someone reading... Crowboy, and remember, you and I had speculated whether the crow sounds yeah. were included and if they were accurate or not. Yeah. So he said, as soon as I figure out how to digitize this, I'll <laughs> let you know if the crow calls are accurate. Secretly, I'm hoping it's just an enthusiastic librarian. <laughs> Related, anyone interested in crows should be following expert Kaylee Swift at Corvid Research. So if you guys want to go on Twitter and put in at Corvid Research, uh, go ahead. Then he speculated, what if it's read by the author? And what if they sound like Mako? Because Mako was, of course, his son, Ah. um, the actor Mako, which I'm still freaking out about. Then he comes back later and he says, I am sorry to report the calling of crows is left to the listener's imagination. But he does say, I should mention, that the call that is written out, like in the book, Mm -hmm. does get read by the narrator, and it sounds... Like this. And I'll see if I can do it. At the end, to imitate a crow on an old tree, Chippy made very special sounds deep down in his throat. No. Uh, no. Nope. No. That's a, no. that's a sick bird that that's you need to take. That's a very sick crow. You better, you better take that bird to a vet real quick. Yeah, because it is. that bird is going to die in a, in a couple moments there. Kind of sounds like it's in the mouth of a animal of some sort. I would, I would have to agree. But I have to also tip my hat to Gerald, who, that's dedication, my friend. Digitizing audio cassette tapes just to find out. Whether the crow sounds I are appreciate it. there. I appreciate that, too. Hat Thank tip to you. you, Gerald. Thank you for doing that. That was awesome. Oh. <laughs> yes, we will now do the traditional <laughs> thank you. Crow. Crow. I, I like, think that's a frog. I like it? doing the fart noises better. <laughs> yeah, well, moving on. <laughs> Grown-up things we like. Okay, so I was in Vegas uh, for Memorial Day. Vegas, baby! I love Vegas. Vegas. And uh, and I like doing something new every time I go. Yeah. And there is a show that I had never seen before that I highly recommend. It is not on the Strip, so right there it's a bonus. Yeah, right. Um, it is in downtown Las Vegas, and it is called Particle Inc. Speed of Dark. It is an hour-long interactive show um, in a warehouse, and it's like the classic journey, the classic hero's journey uh, with villains and adventure. But it it's through puppets. It's through a lot of projection mapping, which if you don't know what that is, it's when they project images onto a wall um, or onto a couch or onto anything, and it makes it look like something else. Um, and there's storytelling 
you, you find yourself in a world that is inhabited with beings of pure light. So is there's something that they call the 2.5 dimension, mm. um, that there are these beings that come out through light in darkness. It's got circ alumni, so there's dancers and contortionists oh. and pole dancers, but the story is around a couple who lose their baby. So right in the very beginning, I'm like, oh, boop, 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 boop. Um, but you literally walk around this warehouse following the father who's an artist and it's his journey through depression in order to get his creativity back mm-hmm. and whether darkness is going to win or if the particle uh, of light, you know, that he creates, you know, is able to overcome the darkness it's amazing. Um, it's on your Instagram, isn't it? You, you put some of the videos there? Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's for a limited run. So if you're going to be in Vegas anytime soon, go check out Particle Inc. Speed of Dark. Hour long. You walk around this warehouse. You get to interact with the different things. You know, the uh, performers are... <laughs> right next to you (laughs) it's a little scary when uh the actor who plays darkness comes out i was terrified (laughs) good (laughs) they have people in stilts like it's very cool so yeah that's that's my grown-up thing that i really really it looks really cool like the videos the videos didn't do it justice you gotta well no i know you gotta see it live yeah but it's still it's still and it's not on the strip yeah so thank goodness (laughs) there you go um awesome my grown-up thing uh is not entirely unrelated to yours. Why were you in Vegas in the first place? What was the, the reason for your being there? Uh, because my husband works uh, with Silk Sonic mm-hmm. or because of Bruno Mars. And they Bruno were Mars. they were doing Mars. their last show on Memorial Day before they come back in August for another run. So, speaking of Bruno Mars, uh, my Instagram account is under the impression that I am a, oh, I'll say... 15-year-old girl who is freaking <laughs> obsessed with Zendaya and Tom Holland. Because, okay. you know, when it, like, suggests, like, yeah. you might want these videos. They are 50% of those <laughs> have something to do with Zendaya and Tom Holland. Let me tell you, at the beginning, I was not very interested. Now, I am very interested. Aren't they cute? They're very cute. But they had a video. And I had to, I, it was so good, I had to see the whole thing on the YouTube with the kids. It was, uh, are you familiar with the lip sync contest? This may be a show. Uh, I'm a little unclear about this, but. Lip sync battle? That lip had, sync battle. Maybe that that's what LO it's called. That Cool J yeah, and Chrissy Teigen. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So the lip sync battle it was had. on Spike TV, I think. Right. So it was Zendaya versus Tom Holland. Yeah. And have you seen this one? Oh yeah, it's an oldie. Oh, it, I, I had never seen it before. It's and probably Zend- one of the better ones. But- it was one, it was really quite, yeah, see that's the thing. I could t- kind of tell. I was like, this is, this is quite well done. And Zendaya comes on as Bruno Mars. And then Tom Holland comes on, and I'll put the video in the show notes because I don't want to ruin. Watching. I don't want to ruin it, but I did have to say I looked at it and I was like, he he's got some kind of actual dance training. I'm he, pretty sure he was Billy Elliot. Okay, right. That makes so much more sense because you watch him and you're like, yeah, he's he not, was a dancer. Yeah. yeah, he's not just some random actor who's do doing dance moves and, that they've taught him. Yeah, she's doing a great job doing a Bruno. But he's doing, like, he literally flips himself up and lands on his back and doesn't die. Yeah. It's very Buster Keaton, and uh, and it's excellent. So, okay. Lip Sync Battle. It's a great show. Lip Sync show. Battle. It's, it's in that episode, Chef's Kiss. <laughs> so excellent. Yeah. And uh, so thank you 
Thank you, Instagram, for <laughs> whatever reason they think I want to see these videos all the time. Okay. Yay! So, yay Bruno Mars. <laughs> yeah, yay Bruno Mars! Hey, I also saw Silk Sonic perform, and it was delightful. Excellent. Those guys, they play everything live, they play their own instruments, and they have fun. Like, I... they play off each other's goofiness. What's their song? Um, leave the door open. I'm gonna leave the door open. No? No. Leave the door open? That was, like, never, their biggest... Never heard of them but i i i thought literally when you said silk sonic you meant the projection show that you saw oh because that's called something similar to silk sonic it's called uh no there's no it was called light something yeah but there's no there's the word sonic <laughs> no the hedgehog have you nope. mentioned a hedgehog or something no 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 uh, no I'm old. <laughs> this is why it's not the professional podcast <laughs> and until i go back to my more professional podcast <laughs> I've been Betsy. Okay. <laughs> Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8 Kate. Listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or Player FM. Or follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime and our yo-yo is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Atienza and Betsy Bird. 